Welcome to the Pick Up Korea podcast, and today we will be doing a mailbag episode. So I often get questions, you know, through email. I get some questions through the Facebook group, through uh, some open chat rooms and, um, you know, other means. And so some of these questions, you know, they're not really, it's not really best to answer them by email or by text because you can't really dig into the nuances of the question and it can be kind of easy to misinterpret text, right? So I figure that periodically, if uh, any listeners or uh, members of the Facebook group or other groups uh, send me some questions, we can go through some mailbag question podcasts. That would be really beneficial to uh, you, uh, listeners out there. And so let's crack into it. And the first question that I got was here um somebody asks a user or a listener asks um sometimes i feel like i have strong inner game and other times i feel like i'm back sliding what should i do to keep a more consistent solid inner game state okay so <clears throat> basically it sounds like he's confident sometimes and feels you know maybe at the top of his game sometimes and then at other times he might feel who knows, maybe, you know, like he lacks self-esteem or that he doesn't feel like he's in state or something like that. Right. And so <clears throat> I would say, first of all, that's pretty normal and natural. Like there's pretty much, or they're not really anyone. I would say that, you know, a hundred percent of the time they're feeling 100% super confident and, you know, well-rested and <laughs> like they're having the best day of their life every single day. Right. And so I think that's one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, it's normal and natural to feel like that. And that, you know, basically when you feel that you lack confidence or something like that, a lot of times in, in pickup, it's getting out of your own way. Like instead of focusing on those feelings of lacking or you don't feel good enough today, you know, simply step out of your own way. You have to become a little bit more self-forgetting, right? Like... Instead of thinking, do I feel confident or not, sort of get yourself out of that paradigm of, you know, this approach is going to go well or not, or I have high expectations or I need to feel good or not, and get more into the paradigm of taking action um, regardless of your feelings, right? So it's kind of like the gym. I use this analogy a lot, but for me, it's like, I, you know, I need to build the consistent pattern of going to the gym and taking care of my health. But, you know, some days I'll wake up or I'll feel really motivated and really pumped to go to the gym, right? Other days I feel like, uh, I just want to stay in bed or I want to whatever, do something else, right? And so the real key is it doesn't really matter what you feel like. It matters what your goal is, what, your, what you want out of life, right? And so you have to separate the feelings from the actual, you know, building consistent action. So, <clears throat> yeah, I would say basically that you should you should more so focus on your have a have a bigger picture of you and also focus more on your attraction to the girl or feeling excited when you see a good girl you know a girl that's your type and going in with that feeling of being genuinely attracted and excited by her so that that let that be the overwhelming let your bigger picture goal or even the goal of just the one single girl on the street let that excitement or let that goal that will motivate you rather than focusing on the feelings of you don't feel good enough today or whatnot.
And a lot of times after doing a few approaches, those feelings start changing, right? Like you get into a flow state or you feel the pressures off of you now. It's a lot easier to act, right? So you don't have to focus on building or pumping up your state, more so on letting go, right? And just going through with what you want to do. Okay. So, and also I'll add that sometimes you kind of have to coach yourself, right? Like kind of like you're a kid and then you're the parent coaching the kid, like, you know, instead of uh, falling into your inner bitch, like, oh, I don't feel good today. I don't want to do it. Oh, she's walking too fast or something like that. You have to coach yourself. Like, come on, this is what you want. You're attracted to her. Imagine, you know, imagine you're on a date with her tomorrow or whatever it is, right? And let the parent <laughs> make the right choice and the right action rather than the little bitchy kid, right? So that's one way to go about it as well. Okay. All right, so um, let's look at another question we got. It is, let's see. Okay, so <clears throat> somebody asks, what are some tips for disarming an awkward and nervous atmosphere? Uh, for example, if you bounce a girl home and she seems to be uncomfortable. Okay, so that's a pretty good question, right? So. First of all, I'd say that a lot of it is you, a lot of it is the girl reacting to you, right? So if you're uncomfortable with it, then it's really easy for her to be uncomfortable with it. Like RSD used to teach something called the law of state transference. So if it's, you're having a good time, you're comfortable you walk her home, she's in your place and you're, you're cool with it. You guys are having a good time or you're at least comfortable enough with it then it's really easy for her to fall into that frame or for her to feel what you're feeling, right? So that's kind of the first step I would say is that, you know, relax and don't have any expectations and don't force anything, but don't, um, don't assume, just kind of assume that she's comfortable and that things are going well or things will be okay, right? Um, that's definitely one aspect of it. The other aspect is if she, if you're comfortable still, but sometimes you can still see that maybe she is uneasy or unsure or something like that. Um, you can, one thing you can do is I like to ask them like what kind of music they like, or, you know, get her sort of into a good state with things that she likes. So could be good music. What kind of drinks does she like? What kind of YouTube clips does she like and get them, uh, comfortable sort of like when they're at home what do they usually do they probably listen to some music or watch some netflix shows or youtube or whatever it is right and so you can kind of facilitate them relaxing through what they're what they like right and so that's one big step and then also sort of you know not getting too close to them and letting them have their space for a while and then sort of as things unwind and as she becomes more relaxed then it's easier to get closer and be more physical and um, if she still appears uneasy, then you can of course back off again. Right. And so you never really need to push it to the point where she, you know, you want, you want her to be comfortable. You want it to be, um, uh, you want, you want her to feel relaxed basically. Right. So that would be my advice for that. Um, okay. Let's look at a different question. Uh, another question we got was, uh, I would be interested in hearing your suggestions for night game locations in Seoul. I've only really ever gamed in Glam Lounge and Thursday Party. Okay, so yeah, right now, I mean, we mentioned this on another podcast, but right now because of the COVID-19 situation in Seoul, um, 
for the most part, a lot of the good venues are closed. Like the high-end clubs are all closed. Um, a lot of these kind of lounges, I think Glam is even closed right now too. So I would say that this is probably the best year to focus on street game and day game. And then also <clears throat> maybe if you're going to try and get into online dating or, you know, um, sort of maximize that, right? Uh, that, this is probably the perfect year for that. Um, as far as night game places, where I'm going these days is pretty much uh, Apkujong Rodeo, which is a nicer, more ritzy part of Gangnam. And uh, it's mostly, you know, these Korean-style bars, but it's really good for street at nighttime. And uh, I know some other places in Hongdae are opening up. There's a place called, I think, Corner Pub. And I know Thursday Party just recently reopened, so that's another option you could check out. Um, but I wouldn't really have much expectations this year for night game or clubs or you know bars in seoul um yeah i mean like i said really probably should focus more on street that's my advice all right so let's see okay um another question we got was um how do you go about gaming girls or approaching girls who don't speak very good english um, I actually have a whole blog on this, which I can link you to. Um, and one, you know, one bit of advice is learn a bit of basic Korean because that'll go a long ways, right? For girls that don't speak English. And uh, other things are you can use more of your eye contact, your subcommunications, your body language. Um, you can use Google Translate even, right? If you have that app on your phone. Um, a lot of it it can be really good in a way because the fact that you don't have language, you have to rely on your eye contact, your leadership, your frame, um, your vibe, right? And so I think it is a really good challenge um, to build those skills, actually. But at the same time, like if you're going to live in Korea or if you're going to be approaching a lot of Korean girls wherever you are, then it is really useful to even learn the basics, which, you know, in Korean language, which don't take that much time just kind of jot down things that you say in english like the most simple you know phrases you say and then you can translate those into korean or if you get the pick up korea ebook a little shameless plug right there there are a there is a chapter actually and a bunch of sections um throughout the book with you know useful and common um phrases when you're approaching or on a date or something like that okay all right, so um, all right, so another one I got. Another question is, uh, what were typical reactions you got when you were using a Western-centric model of game compared to when you started adjusting or using a more congruent model? Okay, cool. So yeah, I think that some problems with that, you know, are, it's mostly cultural stuff, right? Like. For example, I remember reading or like watching videos where the um, like the Western gamers would be really more physical on a date or on the street. You know, there's even videos of them like making out on the street, which I tried and like being really touchy feely or like making sexual innuendos and jokes. But after testing that out thoroughly with other guys, it just didn't. If anything, it, you know, it worsened the chance of ever meeting again in the interaction. So really using the more Western, like, I would describe it more of like, you know, like sexual innuendos or like um, being more overt, I guess you would call it, right? 
in your verbals or like physically, if anything, that really just reduced the chances that I'd ever meet them again, you know? And uh, I mean, it does have a time and a place in like a bar or a club, or if you're going to have like a quick night game pool, but like on the street or on a date, if anything, taking it out, you know, really helped me up my rate of, you know, meeting these girls again, or, you know, uh, bringing them back home and having <laughs> good times, we shall say. So, um, yeah. All right. And let's see, got another question here. Uh, <clears throat> somebody says with the eights and nines, um, when working to overcome shields and just banter, are there any particular topics you find work best? Okay, cool. All right, so when approaching these, like, I'm assuming he's saying, like, objective Korean standard eight and nines, because, you know, that's a whole nother topic where, like, a guy will say, oh, she's a 10 in my view. But then if you see a photo or if you see who they're talking about, it's probably, you know, oftentimes I find it's just a basic, normal, you know, cute Korean girl, perhaps, right? And so I'm assuming he's talking about, like, the supermodels or, like, the high-end, you know, tempuro or room salon type girls or, um, you know, fitness instructors or, you know, girls along those lines that are like really high value or that like Korean guys would rate as like a nine, right? So he's asking about different topics. So first of all, a lot of it comes down to not really what you're saying, of course, you know, but how comfortable you are and relaxed you are around them and showing that you don't really put them on a pedestal and that you've perhaps, you know, kind of it subcommunicates that you're comfortable around them and you've probably dated or talked to girls like them before. And uh, so that's one huge thing, I would say. That's a big mental barrier. And then as far as like topics go, I mean, it really just depends on the situation and um, the type of girl that you think she might be, right? So, you know, I mean, if you're approaching some super hot Pilates instructor, then that's kind of easy to go off, right? You can talk about... Um, you can talk about that. You can talk about, um, okay. So for example, just before, just before recording this, I actually approached, I would say by Korean standards, probably like an eight or 8.5 level chick. And, uh, she was a Pilates teacher. And that's kind of the first thing I went off of like, oh, you look like you're on the way to the gym or some sort of Pilates class. She goes, oh yeah, I'm, uh, I just got my Pilates, um, uh, certification. So we went into that and go, yeah, it's weird. I never see guys doing that in America. I think it's more popular like yoga, you know, guys do yoga in America. So a lot of it can just be really situational to the girl. Right. And so I think that, you know, I think a lot of it ha has to come down to with your frame and you sort of reading what type of girl she is, right. Not necessarily to some kind of like magical line that like, there is no magical line that will like convert the eights or nines. I mean, that's kind of poor thinking, I would say. It's more of your frame and then also your ability to connect with what type of girl you think she is or that she is in that situation. That would be my advice for that. Um, yeah, so I mean, really what that takes is, basically my answer is this, what it takes is you going out there. There is no real shortcut to it, right? Like. It's going to take you going out there, you doing a lot of approaches, um, approaching a lot of models or, you know, fitness trainers or um, uh, room salon type girls, and then getting to know their lifestyle and like what they're into and, uh, you know, their scheduling and, uh, 
you know, different things like that to connect with them better, right? And so there is no real shortcut, unfortunately, right? Or else everybody would probably be um, dating a girl like that, right? Or at least eventually. So, um, yeah. And that's actually a good uh, topic for another blog post or another podcast. I've been noticing a lot of guys talking about um, like their personal or ideal nine or ten and then like what a nine or a 10 or a five or a six or whatever is in Korea. So I think I'll probably do a blog post on that very, very soon because basically the value of even knowing that is like how, you know, number one, like how common it is to see girls like that. And then the kind of difficulty level in scheduling them and kind of what behaviors you can expect. So for example, if it's like what, you know, a societal Korean nine, there's kind of different dynamics there versus like a societal Korean six, but that it's a nine in your view or in your experience, right? And so, yeah, we can go over that in a different um, blog post and maybe even a podcast that I can attach to that. That'd be a good one. Okay, so I think, let's see, I think that's all the questions for today. Uh, let me see if there might be one more. Um, oh yeah, there's one last one, okay. So, one last one is, how often have you ended up approaching a girl that you've already approached before? Okay, so, all right, so pretty good question. Um, I would say many times. There's like one or two girls in my area that I've approached, I think, like five times. Um, <laughs> just kind of funny, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've approached the same girl. <coughs> all right, I've approached the same girl many times within a given night and made that work out. I've approached the same girl um, on the street in the daytime where it didn't go well or she kind of blew me out or didn't go anywhere. Or she had like a boyfriend or some kind of situation like that. And then I approached him later and made it work out. So yeah, I think that just being persistent and being chill is really important. So a lot of the times too, I don't even realize it's that same girl. They're the ones who realize it. So um, yeah, that's what I'd say to that. So yeah. I mean, it can work out. So don't, uh, I would say don't be gun shy or don't feel like, oh, I've approached her once so I can never, you know, try again. I would say that's not a good mindset. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it looks like that was, let's see. Yeah. That was all the questions for this, uh, round one of mailbag questions. And obviously it's, you know, I didn't open a mailbag for these questions. These are all through email. Um, join the Facebook group if you can and, you know, other chat groups. So or, you, yeah, like I said, go to the website. You can email me directly as well if you have any questions for the next uh, mailbag podcast. All right, so take it easy and happy hunting as usual. Signing out.